Hey, my name is Palmer, and you're listening to Cheap Wine Weekends. This is a weekly Anchor Station slash podcast where I gather some wine, maybe some friends, and a microphone. The rest will sort itself out. Since I'm a student, my palate's young and my budget is low. But there's a lot to be learned, and if you take some time, there's some good vino to drink. Oh. This week, we'll be talking about vino verde. about what Cheap Wine Weekends isn't. It's not going to be broad coverage of all Cheap Wine everywhere. I'm not going to review every bottle or advertise every good deal. And it won't be daily, though I may post the occasional midweek segment. Instead, I want to use each show to talk about some wine vocab, investigate a certain grape or region, and then put the spotlight on a couple specific bottles. I'll also point you to some other wine-themed resources that can be really useful when you're shopping or tasting. Overall, I want to discuss what makes one $10 bottle better than another. Because I don't know. We're going to find out together. But that's enough about that. Let's talk about wine. first bit of wine vocab is D-O-C. You've probably seen this acronym, or a similar one, on lots of bottles. In Italian, it's Denominazione di Origine Controllata. In French, it's Appellation d'Origine Controllée. A D-O-C, or A-O-C, is an official national certification which designates a wine's geographic origin and its composition. These are protected legal identifications. Modern DOC laws go back to the early 1900s when winemakers in France wanted to protect the reputation of their products. Champagne is a great example. There are lots of great sparkling wines, but champagne is only champagne if it's produced with a certain set of grapes that are entirely grown in the Champagne region, and they have to be processed in a very specific traditional way. Some other famous DOCs include Chianti, which isn't actually a grape, it's a specific part of Tuscany, and uh, the Napa Valley American Viticultural Area over in California. AVA is the American uh, DOC equivalent. Most countries have multiple levels in their system, for example, IGT in Italy. So anytime you see one of these designations, it's probably a decent line and you know all the grapes in it are coming from a specific place. So now that we know what a DOC is, let's talk about one. Vino Verde. Vino Verde is a DOC in northwestern Portugal. Again, it's not a single grape, and Vino Verde can be white, red, or rosé. It literally translates as green wine, but it really means young wine, because Verdes are meant to be consumed shortly after they're bottled. Traditionally, Vino Verde wines have a bit of effervescence, which was originally due to a second fermentation that happened in the bottle. 
That process leaves a lot of sediment, so today most growers filter their wines and add that slight sparkle back with artificial carbonation. Here's a fun fact. Portugal used to have some really weird agricultural laws. For a while, wine grapes were only allowed to grow around the edges of a field. So the vines were draped over trees and fences, and the grapes actually had to be harvested on ladders. Today, Vino Verde is an up-and-coming region, and its wines are good values. So let's drink a couple. first bottle of Vino Verde is Santa Cristina. It's a white Vino Verde. It comes in a really pretty swirl patterned bottle. I think I paid nine dollars for this bottle of wine. This bottle doesn't list the specific grapes and that can be pretty common for Vino Verde because there's a whole range that are recommended and permitted in the DOC. Um, this bottle is by winemaker George Sousa Pinto. Interestingly, this bottle doesn't actually have a vintage mark. I did some research and I think it's 2016, which would make sense for Vino Verde. Let's move on to tasting notes. So this Santa Cristina Vino Verde is very, very pale, pale white or pale platinum. It's a pretty dry white wine, kind of like a Sauvignon Blanc. I'm drinking it about 20 minutes out of the fridge, so it's still fairly cold, but not ice cold. It smells pretty citrusy and mineral. It's kind of like tonic water, again because of that fizz. And Santa Cristina definitely has that Vino Verde fizz, which is fun and it's really refreshing. Flavor-wise, I was getting mostly citrus. Up front, it's fizzy and sort of floral. But after that, it's lemon, lime, and lemon zest, combined with some pretty strong mineral notes. One of my wine books would suggest the term wet gravel, but I've never eaten gravel, so can't really speak to that. There's also some peachy sweetness on the finish, and overall it's not too acidic. This is actually a really well-balanced wine. I think this would go really well with milder seafood, nothing too fishy and anything spicy, like Thai. Sign me up. All right, let's talk about bottle number two, Arca Nova Rosé. This is a Rosé Vino Verde from 2016 by Quinta das Arcas. I think I paid $9 for this bottle too. The main grape in this bottle is Espadero, which is one of Vito Verde's major red wine grapes. So this wine is really, really pink. It's um, it's kind of like blush colored, like face blush, or um, bubble gum almost. It's it's a little silly how pink this is. Um, it's clear and it comes out of the bottle very, very fizzy. In my opinion, it's almost sparkling wine. I'm drinking this one just a little bit warmer than the white. So, this is another pretty solid glass of wine. It smells just a little salty, almost like celery, and sort of floral, like hibiscus or something. 
overall, I would put this wine on the sweet side. Um, up front, it's pretty floral, and then it's pretty fruity. A lot of strawberry, uh, almost like strawberry Laffy Taffy. It sounds gross, but, you know, it's, it's pretty good. And then there's something a little funky, like sour cherries. The finish has a ton of melon going on. Uh, cantaloupe, and just a little bit of minerality. Overall, I think it's pretty good. I would pay $9 for this bottle again. So this first episode had two pretty good wines. That's a good omen. sum up, when you're looking for a refreshing white or rosé, consider Vino Verde. Make sure you check the bottle for the official DOC label and the Vino Verde seal. As long as that stuff's there, you'll probably find something crisp and interesting. And honestly, don't pay more than 10 bucks. Again, the two wines I tried are Santa Cristina's White Vino Verde and Arca Nova's 2016 Rosé. I found them both in my local Pennsylvania fine wine and good spirits. Alright, it's time for our resource of the week. The first resource is a book called Wine Folly, The Essential Guide to Wine. It's by Madeline Puckett and Justin Hammock, who run winefolly.com. The website's cool, but I really love this book. It covers the winemaking process, flavor dimensions, how to taste, and some pairings, all super, super concisely. But the star of the book is the flavor wheel. For every major style or variety of wine, they've got a wheel of possible flavors, and it's just so useful when you're tasting. It's hard to pull different flavors and scents out of thin air, but when you use a wheel, it's easy to say, this Merlot does remind me of coffee and fig, but it doesn't taste like raspberries or chocolate, because recognition is way easier than recall. The back of this book also has detailed maps of every major wine region, which is pretty cool. I literally bring this book with me when I go wine tasting. So I suggest you pick it up it's 15 bucks on the internet. Again, that's Wine Folly, the essential guide to wine. All right, that's all I've got for you this week. I gotta go recruit some friends to finish off these bottles. But I'll be back soon for another cheap wine weekend. If you've got any questions, comments, or suggestions, and you're listening on Anchor, call in. Until then, I'm Paul Madrazio, and this has been a Cheap Wine Weekend.